about the black and tans, the look in her eyes turned to hatred. Her small farm was suspected of being a hideout used by IRA men on the run during the War of Independence. When the tans raided the house, they found nothing, so the soldiers slaughtered all the animals, including the geese and turkeys that the family had reared to sell off at Christmas. My grandfather was taken into the yard and a gun put to his head, before eventually being let go. I was very small when Mam told me these stories. These images were so vivid that they burned their way in. Staunch republicanism, staunch old IRA. Even in the weeks before her death in 1998, as was negotiating the Good Friday Agreement, she quizzed me about whether changing Articles 2 and 3 of the Constitution undermined her commitment to a united Ireland. Are you sure that is what Mr de Valera would have wanted, Bertie? She demanded to know. Although my father was also from Cork, he had met my mother right here in Drumcondra. Mam left Cork for Dublin in 1929, seeking new opportunities. The move to Dublin was not easy, and Mam often talked of how homesick she felt each time she boarded the Cork train for Dublin. Although she ended up living in Drumcondra for almost 70 years, Mam never lost her accent or pride in her roots. Nobody was surprised when she fell in love with a good Corkman whom she met in 1932 in the parish of St. Columba's Church, Iona. In 1937, Julia and Cornelius Ahern married in the pro-cathedral and moved into Church Avenue, where they lived happily together all their married life until my father's death in 1990. Con was born in 1904. My father's people were definitely that bit better off than my mother's. The Ahearns were farmers from Ballingarry, in the parish of Ballyfeard near Kinsale. It's good agricultural land compared to other parts of the west of the county. So while there were not wealthy people, the family was self-sufficient. I used to visit Cork as a child and got to know the place like a second home. I spent many happy summers of my childhood there, staying with my aunt and uncle, May and Ted Lyons. The sun always seemed to be shining and my accent got more Cork as each day went by. Like my father before me, I played underage hurling and football for Tracton GAA Club and even managed to win a medal. They were idyllic times and reinforced the sense of my roots that already developed growing up in the Little Cork and Church Avenue. I say idyllic, but there was one thing that marred those happy summer days. My father never returned to Cork with me. Memories of the Civil War cast a shadow over the lives of so many families in Ireland. Mine was no different. Growing up, my dad naturally spoke about the principles of republicanism and sometimes even told me a bit about what it had been like in Cork. He told me how fields were never crossed, headlands never walked, about hiding in dikes and trees and how he had sheltered in bushes for days. Out walking one day, he pulled me back by my collar and told me, never walk straight into the middle of a field. It makes you an easy target. For a boy, these were good stories, but for him it's been deadly serious. He was too young to have fought actively in the early years of the War of Independence, but he would tell me about how the local IRA would get him to run dispatches, taking messages between men in the field. A farm boy, he was a good horseman, so he would gallop around the place. By the time the Civil War broke out in 1922, he'd become a volunteer on the anti-treaty side, fighting with the Cork 1st and 3rd Brigades. A lot went on in Cork during the Civil War that's controversial to this day, 
but as hard as I tried, I could never get him to talk about his own role in the conflict. Obviously, he was closely associated with the flying columns. Perhaps he was even a member. As I got older, I soon learned that the best way to get Dad to talk about those times was to bring up Tom Barry, commanding officer of the 3rd West Corp Brigade Flying Column. Barry was deeply respected in our house. Dad always said what an honour it had been to know him. No criticism was allowed. Barry had this incredible aura about him. He was hard, but his charisma inspired a kind of respect in my father that I rarely saw him show with anyone else. When I was a young TD, I visited Barry a few times at his home in Cork City. He hadn't much time for Fianna Fáil, but he chatted to me out of loyalty to my father. When I asked Barry about what Dad had done during the Civil War, he just replied, his patriotic duty boy. That was...